Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Sometimes you just need to be brought back down to earth. Christian can't hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Lebanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Well, needless to say, this weekend was a, a humbling experience in every sense of the word. But the good thing is you wake up on a Monday and the heat season is arriving. The heat season is on the horizon. The heat season is is at least at least on the precipice of happening. It is Heat Media Day uh, down in Miami. Theo Dorsey, Stone Lebanowitz there. Ken Levicka back here in studio. Uh, Stone, Theo, uh, how, how are we doing guest-wise here? Who we picked <laughs> off right now? Uh, I don't think you're going to believe me, Ken, but right off the top, I'm sitting right here in front of the greatest, one of the greatest basketball minds ever, Eric Spolstra, who has uh, just made some time here for us, uh, just following, actually, Jimmy Butler's uh, appearance with the new dude so we got Spo right here on the mic and Stone is uh, getting the uh, mic suggested right now. Excellent it is Heat head coach Eric Spolstra right off the top here on ESPN 106.3 guys just let me know when uh, when coach Spo is straight and uh, we'll get rolling here uh, maybe not as straight as Jimmy Butler's hair uh, coming in an emo mode today at Heat Media Day but we'll get Spo worked out here uh, and again it is Heat Media Day in Miami and I, I, I said humbling and yes the last couple uh, of days the last week has been frustrating as a, a heat fan there's a lot of off-season expectations but uh eric spolstra joins us here and coach i wanted to ask you because I, I i heard you address it earlier today and you've always been hey we're good with what we have. We don't want to you, – you, you say consistently, we don't care what anybody thinks. Do you seek out the outside noise just as a sense of inspiration or to pass along? Do you have it fed to you? The last week in particular, how do you consume that? How do you keep up with everything coming on the outside? I don't really use it to motivate me, you know, certainly not anymore, maybe early on in my career. Um, and I think that's okay. You know, we have a lot of guys on our team that have big chips on their shoulders and that's uh, served them well. And I think collectively that's given us a, a massive sized chip that uh, allows us to take on huge challenges. But I think you, you search for something deeper than that. You know, you, you, you look for deeper motivation uh, that usually comes with experience. Sometimes it usually comes with pain uh, of losses uh, in the playoffs uh, where you can be motivated by a group um, that's coming together to do something special. That's something that, that's truly bigger than yourself, that you have to really commit to a common mission. Uh, and that's a deeper motivation that I'm driven by. And I love it when teams can get to that point. Uh, look, we live in a microwave society right now. So everybody wants change. Everybody wants something different, something new. That's not always proven, you know, certainly probably proven more often that that doesn't necessarily sure. work. We feel uh, great about our squad that we have that incredible um, privilege to be able to bring back a lot of players that uh, on a team that, went to the finals and experienced a great deal the last two or three years. I think those experiences can help you, but also we feel like we're different. We feel like we fortified our roster in a way that most people probably didn't even notice and nor do we care if they've noticed, <laughs> uh, but we feel like we're bigger. Um, 
Uh, we have more length. We have more versatility. Uh, we can play in a lot of different ways. We're younger um, at some some spots, um, but we also have that veteran um, experience, you know, with Jimmy and K Love and Kyle, uh, and then we have the mid vet type guys like uh, you know Bam and and Caleb. Um, and then we have the young guys that are going to infuse that energy. So we think it's a good balance of our roster, and we're one of those teams. I know we're one of those teams. I know when you walk into camp and you're one of those teams uh, that can compete. Anybody on the outside, particularly people that don't know, <laughs> that don't know the business, that sure. have never sat in this chair, have never been in a locker room, they say, this is the team that will win it. You don't know. You just want to be one of those teams that can compete for it, and we are certainly one of them. Coach Bo, I, I got to ask, um, with everything that happened this offseason, just how excited are you to get back in the gym with a guy like Tyler Hero, whose name has been just floated out there all the way, and he's been tweeting, and you've seen all the response he's had from it, a lot of it positive, him even tweeting out, talking about getting a Dame Lillard jersey with the Bucks um, team logo on it, him being a Milwaukee guy. Just how excited are you to get back as a tactician with him and the guys you have coming back from last year and the new injection of talent um, to try and prove – I mean, not that you're proven to the outside, but prove that you guys can contend for a championship again. Yeah, uh, I, I think Tyler, you know, has really got an introduction to this business, you know, in, in a way that's probably different than, than some. But I think it's always good for young players, you know, to go through that and, you know, to have all the noise and, and have all the perspective because you're going to get all of it uh, in this league. And Tyler, in, in four short years, has been celebrated, you know, as uh, the next coming and also, you know, criticized. And I can relate to that. You know, my first four or five years, it was uh, very similar. Every offseason, it was, it was more about when I was going to get fired, not if. Uh, and to deal with all that, it, it forces you to learn how to compartmentalize and focus on the things that you can control. I know it sounds like a cliche, but that helps you uh, ultimately in this league because um, everything has exponentially grown. You know, the social media attention, uh, the fan base is getting really impatient. Uh, a lot of this stuff can be confusing for young players. Uh, you can use it as motivation, but again, you need to also find a deeper motivation eventually. Uh, and then to answer your second part of the, the question, yes, I'm, I'm excited to work with the new players um, like Thomas, um, like the opportunity to bring back Jay Rich. Mm. You know, it feels like a family member coming back. Um, you know, looking forward to working with Haquez, uh, who is a veteran. You know, he has great deep uh, NCAA tournament experience, and we think that matters. Uh, he played in games that have uh, context, you know, and consequences, mm. and he's played extremely well in those games where he's w really impacted winning. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting him in, in, in the mix as well, as, as, as well as all the other, you know, young players that are coming in. Eric Spolstra with us, two-time head coach champion Miami Heat with us on ESPN 106.3. And so uh, I, I want to ask you, Spo, and I consider you the best coach in the NBA, period. And I know you're humble. You'd say, oh, there's a lot. My, my contemporaries are, are very good at what they do as well. I consider you that. And one of the things you kept saying during the postseason run last year is we embrace the suffering. We embrace the suffering. I'm a distance runner. I legitimately had you in my head as the summer was unbearable in heat, replaying that in my head over and over again. Is that something you've always had? Is that something you developed getting under the Pat Riley umbrella? Where does that come from? How do you pass that along? All of your your life experiences and the experiences in the, in this business and our players have gone through so many of those similar experiences. That's why we try to bring in like-minded people, uh, and you know to have the greatest successes in this league. I think sometimes you, you unfortunately have to go through uh, the worst um, losses uh, and failures uh, in this league, and I, I call it a gift. 
you know, when you have a gift of surviving adversity and gaining those lessons and then overcoming them and then achieving something greater than that, um, I think is an amazing um, opportunity and experience. And I think our team last year was able to go through all that. It was a very frustrating regular season due to injuries, missed games, tough losses. And it ended up fueling us and fortifying us and preparing us for the playoffs in a way that, uh, you know, is really admirable and something that we'll take with us for the rest of our lives. I, I think those will be lessons, I, I mentioned it last year, that we're going to pass along to our kids, you know, that adversity is good sure. if you approach it uh, the right way. Coach Bo, speaking of approaching uh, adversity the right way, for the, I know this is out of your concern, but for the Heat fans that are going to be filling the arena uh, this year and rooting on the Heat to try and get you guys the victories, what can you say to them? What, what kind of message can you give to them? Maybe a bit of coaching, uh, life coaching to them, for them to not only buy into what you guys are cooking up this offseason coming into camp, um, but then also just deal with all the uncertainty. I mean, some of their favorite players were being marketed. Guys that they wanted on the Heat didn't end up coming per se. So what do you say to those Heat fans that um, are going to continue to support but kind of went through a weird offseason as well? Yeah, just uh, just help us, fuel us, you know, motivate us, inspire us. Uh, our, our group really loves competing for this fan base. Uh, and... When I said it at the top of uh, of my media session, I truly mean this. This is not just coach speak. We have one of those teams that can compete for a title. Do not take that for granted because I've also sat in a chair just like this going into training camps before where you don't have one of those teams, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It is the toughest thing any professional team will do is to rally around a common mission and ultimately be the last team standing. I know for sure... Uh, based on all my experiences, you cannot win an NBA title on a piece of paper or what prognosticators think or what Vegas thinks, all that. Uh, it has to be decided in June in between those four lines. Uh, and as the Heat fan base knows, we're built for that. Love it. Uh, uh, Ken, we got one more. One more. And he's got to keep it pushing, so I know you want to close it yeah. out there. Strong. Coach, really appreciate the time. I'll two-part this and uh, let you let you get on with that your media like day. sounds like two questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it in a savvy way here. Uh, so so this offseason, how much contact are you having with the front office as all the rumors are swirling? But also, too, I wanted to throw in a BAM question. Uh, when is BAM going to get the proper respect for the type of two-way play, uh, player he's developing into? I don't know. The, the, the BAM one perplexes me because he legitimately is one of the very best two-way basketball players on this entire planet. And I wish he would get celebrated for that more. Uh, he, at his age, probably has as many playoff wins uh, as anybody in the league. Um, you know, for, certainly from his draft class. The dude impacts winning and he's all about the right things uh he's going to be the culture bearer for us moving forward you know particularly as ud moves on um but he's he's going to be the ultimate winner and i think it'll probably take winning a, a title for people to really truly look at him differently he's won a gold medal was one of the most impactful players on that usa team uh, so i'm looking forward to him having a great year on the floor and as a leader in the locker room uh and then the second part of your question was what uh, with with Since the you snuck it in there. <laughs> the, and I appreciate you addressing yeah. oh, the communication, the communication yeah. with the front <laughs> office. Yeah. Pat and I talk all the time, so <laughs> that, that's not even a, a, a legitimate question. There's not meetings. We just we're always either texting, calling, or uh, sitting in each other's office. Uh, that's uh, the, the beauty and, and uh, what I'm so grateful about is our, our relationship and how it's grown.
Spo, appreciate it. I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU, so I'm looking forward to you getting on campus. I'll probably run into you guys here uh, as camp gets going. Uh, have a great camp upcoming, okay? All right. Appreciate it. That See you is, up there. That is Eric Spolstra. That is Miami Heat head coach right here. And, and I got to say, uh, it is new name, same show. Lavica, Theo, and Stone, same show, new name, uh, kicking that off today. That is a hell of a way to get things kicked off from Miami Heat Media Day with Eric Spolstra joining us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, well done, guys. I thought you just drove down to Miami for nothing, and uh, I appreciate you actually doing your job and getting uh hey, getting do I get a raise? Yeah. I'll- I, I might have raise? to. I might just have to Venmo uh, you like a hundred bucks or something. A hundred, and I will say too. We <laughs> What's your rate? Uh, Tell uh, me your rate, man. A hundred. Well, he's got to at least cover the parking because we both actually didn't get our parking validated. That's so true. That's fifteen a pop. What, what, um, oh, oh it was only lunch. fifteen. They didn't uh, there at uh, Bayside. They didn't uh, <laughs> pop it up to one hundred and fifty <laughs> like they did during the playoffs last just, year. Just taking a leak next to Coach Spo in the bathroom there. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, brother? You prepped him for the interview in there. <laughs> Is that really how that went down? No, oh, okay. no, no. But we will. Story should have just lied about it. I don't know why Theo just did that. I could have easily just lied. I oh. will say this though: we are the only ones on the radio road to get both so <laughs> far. So I mean, I don't know if there's jealousy brewing around us, or and or are we just the lucky ones that got them first? But yeah, so we worked that out. Um, you're welcome. That's well done. I uh, I am pleased by both of you. Eric Spolstra, again, you can hear that on the Ken LaVica Live podcast, wherever you hear podcasts. Uh, oh, my God. I just called it Ken LaVica Live. Yeah. My God. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Uh, the LaVica Theo and Stone podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, that'll be up for you, and we'll get out some excerpts here. I thought it was really interesting what he uh, said about Tyler Hero, uh, and he had reiterated, or he reiterated what he said earlier, uh, where he's talking about it earlier in my career. I know how he feels. There was a lot of speculation buzzing around me. Reports that LeBron James trying to get me fired, get Pat Riley back down onto the uh, onto the bench. And now Tyler Hero, constant subject of trade rumors. The way Spo addressed that, though, and this is what I've been saying, and there's been pushback on it. Tyler Hero, I think more than any other year, is primed to break out because it's going to be a bleep it. Might as well show everybody what I've got type of offseason. I know for me, if I was in his position, constant chip on shoulder, I'd be coming out trying to kick ass every day. I think that's the route Tyler Hero goes as opposed to checking out on this franchise. That and just the look that, that Spo gave when he right. answered that question directly and then even the BAM two-way question directly. Like, you can see the passion in his eyes about – Almost conviction. It's a lot of conviction. It's like he's not – this is not a show. This isn't rah-rah. It's not coach speak. Um, like he said, there's no cliches being thrown out. He really believes in this group, and I think a lot of that comes in the faith he has in Tyler Hero and him seeing himself in what Tyler Hero just went through. I'm, I'm excited to see how kind of how they come out swinging with Hero and how he's going to weaponize him. In all seriousness, though – as far as the interview that Spo just gave us, what can we trademark from? And then I think it's we're one of those teams. The, the, he said it two, three, Tough. maybe four times. We're one of those yeah. teams. That's and a bar. Look, and the look that he gave us, it definitely is a bar. He meant it. And I think it, it sounded like it was something that he's been telling the team. Like, don't forget who we are. We are that team. We are one of those teams in yeah. that conversation. So I thought that was the coolest takeaway. So we'll see what else is coming here. And I suppose a, a, we're completely unorganized as it is as a radio show and as a trio so you guys just might as well uh, in the middle of someone's point just break in with uh, hey we have so and so we'll just operate like that 
Let's rock. Right. Uh, I think Triple J just walked in. I think he's about to do a scrum, and he might be one of the ones right. coming soon Go. as well. So Go. no promises. Like I said, I didn't even – we got told we were getting spoiled like five minutes before he sat down. That's so. great. That's great. Excellent. So if we get Triple J, awesome. Love to talk to him. If not, hey, we roll. We ride. Uh, that's what we're going to do here. Uh, I, I, I've got to admit to you guys – I am I'm humbled. I'm I'm humbled in a, a a big way. Stone last week. Gage, give the temperature of where my my confidence level was with the Dolphins because I was being treated on social media yesterday like I was talking smack last week about the Bills. Like I was guaranteeing Dolphins success. Give a what actually was my temperature last week about this Dolphins-Bills game. I'm willing to go five and a half. Yeah. You knew what you were getting yourself into. You knew what the line was and you knew what there was a chance that they'd lose the game by 28. I think you knew that. I'd give you a five and a half. And my common refrain, Stone, and Theo, you heard this as well, was if, 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 lots of ifs, if the Dolphins can slay the AFC East Dragon on their home field, do something they haven't done in damn near a decade, then you can absolutely declare Miami Dolphins Super Bowl contender. I said it multiple times, multiple times. And unfortunately, that little voice in the back of my brain it became prophetic because yesterday was an abject embarrassment in Buffalo. Uh, Christian Cat, we might as well. Why don't you give me Stefan Diggs touchdown uh, number one? Stefan Diggs touchdown number one on CBS. Something fun to watch, I believe. Second and six. Gosh, looking down the sideline. It's Diggs with another flag out. He is able to get away from those two tacklers. And no one's going to touch him the rest of the way. Touchdown, Buffalo. That was an embarrassment of tackling from Cater Co. Why don't you give me Stephon Diggs' touchdown number two from yesterday? Rolling, looking, throwing on the run. Point at the goal line. It's Diggs for the touchdown. And why don't we just top it off with Stephon Diggs' touchdown number three, the old hat trick. Zone. It's a touchdown catch. Stephon Diggs for the third time today. The Dolphins are a very good football team, but until I see Vic Fangio wake up and put together a competitive defense, I can't declare Super Bowl contender. I just can not do it. This can be a hell of a season. Improvements can be made, but through one month, there is one side of the ball with the Dolphins that is a liability that will keep them inevitably from a championship. It is clearly the defensive side of the ball with no showed yesterday. Cater Kohu got dominated more than any single individual I've ever seen in 39 years of watching NFL football. The Dolphins were humbled, and by extension, your boy was humbled yesterday. Gut check yeah, for you there. And, and although we did talk about your confidence level, you weren't ready to make the leap that Stephen A. did last Monday putting them at the number one in the power rankings. Mm. There are holes on this team, especially on that defense. And I, I think for me, we, as often as we talk about the NFL being a piggyback league, that's what scares me the most. What the Dolphins put on tape defensively, I, I think that film's being passed around the entire you know, league. Say, like, hey, look at four. Throw it his way. Hey, <laughs> look at four. Throw it his way. At no point did Vic Fangio think, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we should put X over on Stephon Diggs. Like, at no point did that enter his mind. Like, wake up, man. 
Well, it's not like everybody has a Stephon Diggs just sitting around. That but they you can... have a Xavier Howard who at least, <laughs> he might get beat too, but at least it's going to be a little more competitive than old Slippery Fingers on the other side. Help is on the way. Jalen Ramsey's not going to be sidelined the whole year. He'll be there when it matters uh... most. He'll be there when it's nice and chilly out there in in, uh, in Buffalo, and you'll really need him in the playoffs. So I don't think it's it's not panic time no, already. No, not week at all. Four. Not at and, all. And oftentimes, as a defensive coordinator, it's an ego thing. It's a pride thing to tell a corner, "Hey, you're going to follow 14 around yeah. the field." If you have confidence in your guys, maybe false confidence, or you're trying to just put confidence into Kohu. It's like, hey, you're going to hold it down. And, and you're going to see some man coverage. We're going to leave you on an island. He's like, I got you, coach. And they game plan, <laughs> game plan for it all week. It's not like you're going to board it at halftime and say, hey, you're done. Your job is up. You can't guard him. Well, We're going with X. You I'm can't picking, do that. I'm picking on Cater Kohu. Javon Holland had an awful game yesterday as well. Uh, could those safeties bite more on a pump fake? And and the inside linebackers, like Jerome Baker, a total no-show yesterday. And then he's saying after the game, I'm sick of losing to the Bills up in Buffalo. Well, buddy. You're a big reason why the defense just completely no-showed and was dominated yesterday. So, listen, I, I, I mean, Theo, you mentioned panic, and that's a great point. There's no panic here. Why would you panic? Teams lose. Teams yeah. lose badly. Great teams lose badly during the course of a 17-game NFL season. So it's no reason to rip up your tickets or start burning memorabilia or anything like that. It just... It showed that the Dolphins still have work to do if they want to be at a championship caliber level because the Bills played like they were on a championship caliber level yesterday. Who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? Who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? For me, no doubt or it's the Dolphins. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Theo, you had a, a, a close call last night, but your Chiefs were able to get it done in New York. We'll talk about NBC in a moment because that was a travesty Ugh. of a broadcast Ugh. last night. Which, Stone, you heard me say it multiple times last week, didn't I predict it? It was going to be a Taylor Swift fest last night. What an embarrassment that NBC broadcast was. But where did you find the biggest humbling to take place in sports? Yeah, I would have to go defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnola. Um, a guy who is a veteran, a guy who a, a lot of times early on in the season is kind of tampering around with things, seeing what he can get, what he can give, what he has to use later in the playoffs. But when you're going into a primetime game against a guy like Zach Wilson, who has done nothing but be objectively bad, um, and, and a Jets offense who is kind of predictable when you think about where their options are going to be. They're either going to force feed the ball to Garrett Wilson or they're going to try and get the running game going. You have most of your guys. You have Chris Jones up front. You're not able to get as many pressures. And Zach Wilson was just picking apart his defense, putting together drives that are going to go in. Like if Zach Wilson has a highlight reel for this year, it's going to start and end with that Chiefs game on Sunday Night Football in which he lost. Now, I think, again, it's not panic time, but it is pretty humbling for a guy like Steve, Steve Spagnola for the Chiefs, um, who's used to taking down these big-time quarterbacks. Through three weeks, it felt like the Chiefs had a top-three defense in the NFL, and to see that happen against those Jets, uh, pretty humbling. I'll say this about the Chiefs. Uh, they're still very, very good, and they're a title contender as long as Pat is back there under center. Well, he was looking like Josh Allen. He he was. He, he had he a kinda, little Josh Allen to him last night. A little, I've been drinking a little bit. Uh, <laughs> kind of, what are you doing out there? The Chiefs, though, there have been times over the last four or five years they've looked invincible. 
that has not been the case really at any point this year. And I'm not trying to like throw disrespect at him. I'm just saying that this does not look nearly as dynamic as it has in previous iterations of the Chiefs. It, it, it isn't, and that's because there still hasn't been that breakout performance or at least that like big playability from the passing game. Uh, Travis Kelsey's been mostly underneath all year, and, and the guys like Rashi Rice on the outside, the guys like MVS, either they're dropping balls or they're not getting open. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't feel as dynamic, but, again, they're winning in a different way this year. And that's something that Mahomes is going to have to continue to adapt to instead of forcing the ball down the field. And it's something that our expectations as football fans, and more specifically myself as a Chiefs fan, has to adjust to. It's like no, gone are the days of the 40-point blowouts against comparable, you know, comparably talented teams. I don't think they can score you know, upwards of 50 with like the Dolphins and Bills. They're going to have to rely on that really elite defense. They're going to have to rely on Pat Mahomes making plays on third downs and winning games by three and seven instead of 20. Like, we're not going to get the Bears no. every week. Which is fine because see 49ers, see Eagles. If you want teams that over the last couple of years, they just find a way, that's perfectly fine. It all, it all counts the damn same. Who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? I say the Dolphins. Theo's going Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, who almost got himself Zach Wilson last Ooh. night. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, Theo and Stone are at Heat Media Day right now uh, at Kaseya Center. And we'll see. Are we making any progress on Triple J? Uh, no, not yet. Triple um, J is still doing stand-up. He's still doing his scrum right okay. now. Oh, good. Kevin Love just sat down with uh, with Miami TV Media. Okay. Um, we got some names and faces old. in here. What? Uh, what? Uh, well, K Love. I mean, he's got the grades. He's a refined grade old he man. He's he is a uh, he pulls off the gray real well, and you know, it's got to hurt when he's sticking a three in your eye, and he's got gray hair all over the place. What about media down there? Who uh, who can we uh, pick out to uh, to taunt media wise that would want to jump on and just talk crap with us for a little bit? Well, Barry's actually sitting across from us. Oh, Barry! Barry Jackson. All right. Yeah. I'm blessed in to be in the two foot radius of Mr. Ira. I yes, yes. Oh yeah, that's the voice I heard in the background. I could pick that one out. Yeah. Big Hawk just sat down next to us. Yeah, oh, I mean everybody's out here floating. Yeah, all right. yeah. All right. We're well, one of the legends. Can you want to talk about lettuce? Oftentimes we do. I mean Hawk has got it going. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. killing the game. Yeah, no doubt. The uh, the pride of uh, five sixty. Uh, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/slash/ortho to learn more today. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. I tell you what, guys, if Barry gets a moment, and I know he's a very, very busy man, um, uh, but if we could have him jump on just for a little bit to ask him how uh, how it feels to be the most hated man in Portland, Oregon. Uh, let me know how uh, how that goes. Just uh, tell him Ken Levicka would like to speak with him for a couple of minutes, and uh, then we can uh, we can go from there. <laughs> we'll do. All right, perfect. Uh, That's no problem. Yeah. Who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? Who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Social media open on a Monday at you KLV. You said I can just cut you off, right? 
that was how we were doing. Oh, yeah, Big yeah, City that's how we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. we'll prepare for Hame here. Christian, we, let's go to break oh. as fast as we can, and right, we'll, we'll buckle take up. Take a break, and then Triple J on the way. Jaime Jaquez Jr., the pride of UCLA, the Heat first-round pick when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Theo Stone, do we have uh, do we have Jaime locked yep. up? We got Jaime awesome. mic'd up. He's ready to rock. Perfect. Uh, joining us now here on Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. He was taken in the first round, number 18 overall. He already exudes heat culture from UCLA. Jaime Jaquez Jr. with us here on ESPN 106.3. Before my first question here, Jaime, I just want to make sure, are we okay with Triple J, JJJ? <laughs> uh, how, how do we address you properly? Uh, all of the above, man. Okay, whatever, perfect. Whatever works for you. Excellent. I appreciate that. Uh, I... I I, I was I was heartened to see you right away after you were drafted. Talk about heat culture. You already yeah. have relationships within the organization, but then you spent an entire off season hearing your name in Damian Lillard trade rumors. One, what was that like? And two, how surreal was that entire thing, though? Too with you being mentioned in the same breath as Damian freaking Lillard. Yeah, I mean it was a uh, it was crazy. I mean it it made me. They always tell you at least someone wants you. <laughs> you, you know, someone wants you. So that was a that was a good thing. Um, but as far yeah, I mean, uh, hearing the rumors in the beginning, it was a little nerve wracking. But then you realize there's nothing I can do about it. It's Damian Lillard. So I just was gonna take it all with a grain of salt keep my head down and keep working um, until whatever happened happened. So I'm here now and Love I'm excited. It. Yeah. Jaime, I got to ask, what has uh, kind of communication been like between you and the guys mm-hmm. since all the dust has kind of settled on all this, right? Like right now you guys know who you guys have coming in. Eric Spolster has been yeah. repeating that message of mm-hmm. you are that type of team. Like does that kind of excite you to know that like, hey, all of that is done with. The rumors yeah. are subsided and Spo believes in us to go out and contend for a championship. Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, it's, it's the guys that we got were riding. I mean, they were in the finals last year, um, you know, we got a couple new pieces now, and we're very excited. I can't wait. He was the Pac-12 Player of the Year, Jaime Jaquez Jr., Heat first-round draft pick here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I-, I wanted to ask you about Pat Riley because over the years I've talked with rookies whose impressions have gone from awestruck to intimidated when it comes to meeting Pat Riley for the first time. What was What was your initial introduction to Pat Riley like? Yeah, I mean, I first called, got the call after I got drafted, talked to him on the phone. Then the next day I was in Miami, got to shake his hand. And, yeah, I think all those words are uh, great to describe how the feeling was. It was very – it was awestruck, uh, intimidated, all the above. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. He trusted in me, so I'm just trying to make him proud. They, uh, the, the Miami Heat have a great track record not only of drafting but then developing guys like yourself. And you're coming in here with a lot of college experience. Yeah. That's a big reason why people are excited for what you can add immediately. Mm-hmm. But when you think about that player development side of it, when you think about the hours and hours yeah. of the workload uh, that proves to bring out guys like this that are you know mm-hmm. continue to get better every year, what does that kind of speak to in you as you try to embark on your NBA career? I mean, I think it just shows that once you buy in, good things will happen. So you buy into the culture here, um, you know, you're going to come out and, and only good is, or great is waiting for you at the other side of all that work. So, um, you know, just buying into the culture is something that I'm about and I'm very excited to do. Uh, what is the, the difference 
initially here, you know, you've been down in South Florida for a little bit now, a couple of months. The biggest differences between Southern California and uh, and South Florida for young, uh, young Triple J? Um, well, I say it's just hot as hell out here, man. <laughs> I'm into that. Yep. Yeah, it's hot as hell. Um, humid. Um, I think that those are the biggest differences. Um, uh, other than that, I think it's, you know, there's no mountains here, which I, I miss the mountains, but I think that would be all right. The ocean's beautiful. The islands are incredible, and, and I'm loving it so far. I mean, we're looking forward to seeing you in your rookie season, uh, and I know Heat fans are super pumped that uh, you uh, you are now part of this organization that you already had a lot of great respect for. Thanks appreciate for hanging it. out with us yeah, for a couple of minutes. Thank you for having me, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep, no doubt. That is Jaime Jaquez Jr. We have been given the blessing, Triple J, here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, so, uh, Spo, Triple J, you can uh, get those interviews for free wherever you get your podcast. LaVica, Theo, and Stone with Theo and Stone doing good work down there at uh, Miami Heat Media Day. Who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? There is more at hand here. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, social media at KLV1063. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Um, could we hear Rodney Harrison real quick last Ooh. night on NBC? <laughs> Please, uh, Rodney Harrison, former Patriots great. They had Chris Jones, the outstanding Chiefs pass rusher, on in the post game. Uh, it was Rodney Harrison. It was Tony Dungy, and then it was uh, Chris Collinsworth, kid, uh, on on the field at MetLife Stadium, and Rodney Harrison. I, I don't think I've ever seen this on a national network. He he tried to drag Chris Jones into the mud with him to rip on Zach Wilson, who by all accounts had the best game he's had all season last night. Listen to this baiting and this attempted disparagement from Rodney Harrison last night on NBC. Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you can be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's continued to get better week in and week out, and he's continued to lead week in and week out. But watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Like, we should we should really I mean, tear him apart earlier. Like I said, Zach Wilson is special, man. You just got to give the guy time. You know what wait, I mean? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Zach Wilson is special? Yeah. I think he had a special night, but I don't think he's special. I've got to prove that over the You're special. Because you proved it over a course of time. He's not special. I'm just saying, Chris. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. I mean, what in the hell is that? I'm all for a good old pylon on Zach Wilson. But that, he went back the you know, three times, like Stone, three times to try to drag Chris Jones into the mud with him. That was horrendous and that is almost if i'm nbc like hey go ahead and take a week off dude type of reaction that sucks i love the week off suggestion for me i think he forgot where his feet were yeah bro you ain't in sports talk radio rodney know your lane you're sitting there how dare you put chris jones in that position and if you want to talk smack like that don't do it on nbc i just come on espn west palm you can talk your trash we can talk it out and i'm no zach wilson fan but i do know when someone's being piled on and that was completely unnecessary that was horrendous you can give a look when he says that he's special, right? You can give the old ooh or the eh. You can give a look, right? We'll giggle at that. But as far as the tone that he used, the delivery that he used, I was like, this guy, not only was it a mistake, but you're going to get killed, and rightfully yeah. so. I, it, I mean, in that spot, 
Rodney Harrison is not a hot taker. He's there to be an analyst, right? He's there to, to, to give analysis. That's not analysis. That's just bullying. Like, hey, right, that guy sucks, right? Reinforcement, like, wants you to feel better about yourself. That's all that was. That was high school garbage. Yep, and here's my thing with the Rodney situation. I think we got Bam Adebayo coming up next here. Um, specifically, for him to use the word garbage, like on primetime television as, a, as, as one of the four trusted faces and voices that we have to give us post-game analysis, like that to me is where it really went more Bush League. Uh, criticizing Zach Wilson, I mean, that's par for course. Trying to force a guy like Chris Jones into saying something negative, that's a little bit pushy. But using the word garbage to describe him after you didn't get that sound bite right. you wanted, that's when it kind of went too far. It felt a little personal. And to me, I'm like, I'm starting to like search through Twitter, searching Rodney Harris's name to try to figure out, okay, is there some reason why he would be a little more pointed towards Zach Wilson or the Jets? Like, does he have some beef that hasn't been like publicized? It was confusing. Uh, so it, it looks like uh, we're going to grab Bam here in uh, in a couple of moments. Uh, who or what got humbled most this sports weekend? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on social media, at KLV1063. Theo, just keep me updated here. Uh, we'll do it. It looks like he's uh, still with DraftKings right now, and uh, we were prepped to get him maybe cool. in a few. Are we, are, we, is it, are we time for a break Yeah, now why don't we or? break? Why we don't we def- break? We can definitely take a yeah, break. Yeah, let's, burn, now a, and let's we'll, burn a break yeah. here, and then uh, when we come back, uh, we are expected to be joined by Bam Adebayo. We've had Spo, we've had Triple J, and now Bam Adebayo on Heaters. the way. Productive Heat Media Day. We are on a heater right here uh, on uh, day one of, again, new name, same Silly show, Lavica, <laughs> Theo, and Stone. He is Theo Dorsey. That is Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063.